0: You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Sam Hauser, Scott Galetti, ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Appreciate you hanging out as always. About a half hour away from going up to Denver for Nuggets basketball here on 101.7 The Team. Nuggets hosting the Brooklyn Nets. Then, of course, Sunday, Packers and Tampa Bay in Lambeau. First game of our doubleheader, followed by the Dallas Cowboys going out to Buffalo to play the Bills, uh, helping us now get ready for that game. Joining us on the Daniels Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning Cool Take Hotline is ESPN Buffalo Bills reporter Elena Getzenberg. So just sum up, if you can, Elena, what that win over Kansas City did for this team. and Still looking at it now, 10th or 11th in the AFC playoff picture, depending on what you look at, but I would imagine... Buffalo wins that game, and they're right back to thinking that they have a shot at this, at get, oh, getting absolutely. into the playoffs.
1: Yeah, no, you couldn't couldn't have said it better. The they had to win that game. Uh, the game against the Chiefs was a must-win. Sound strong when there was still five games to go, but that's really what it was. Because if they had lost that game, you know, going to six and seven in this AFC, it just really probably their odds. You know, we had, like, our ESPN analytics had it go to them going to have, like, an 8% chance of making the playoffs. It was just a game they had to win. So, um, coming away with that one, especially after a lot of off-the-field stuff going on last week and the defense coming up and getting, you know, while well, they had some help... <laughs> From a much dis- discussed penalty. Uh, you know, the defense was able to get Patrick Mahomes off the field, and that's something they had struggled with this year. So that was a huge, huge win, and then the Titans helped them out on Monday night and beat the Dolphins. So no kidding. Things are getting interesting in Buffalo. It's definitely, things are it's trending in a positive direction.
0: Things are always interesting, getting a little bit more interesting. Now, you talk about some of the changes. What's been the biggest difference since? Buffalo decided to move on from offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. What's been the diff- uh, biggest difference you've seen in the offense?
1: It's an interesting thing where, like, it's overall it's the same offense. Like, they weren't going to be able to change a whole lot. There's not, like, big dramatic changes or anything really like that. Um, what we are seeing is Josh Allen is running the football a lot more. Um, they're making a concerted effort to get the running backs involved in the passing game. James Cook has looked really good as a receiver, especially in the last two games. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they look to continue that against the Cowboys. Um, And then, I mean, in terms of, like, in-house stuff, there's a lot of, like, energy that Joe Brady brings. Um, I've covered him as an offensive coordinator when he was with the Carolina Panthers, actually. And Joe's young and, like, (laughs) a really energetic guy that players really love to be around. So that's kind of also coming off definitely for these Bills players as well. So, it's kind of a vibe where there's overall this offense has more energy. We're kind of seeing it's something that you can't really put into like stats or like analyze it really, but sure. Josh has seen a lot more loose. Um, we're seeing a lot more energy from Josh Allen out on the field and he kind of looks more like, you know, Josh Allen from last year and previous years, and they need that. Um, he's obviously the leader of this offense and this team. So it's more like the old Josh Allen kind of throwing those throws that you can't believe and, you know, running and all that stuff. So that's kind of the biggest thing to take away. This this offense has a lot more energy than it did at times this
0: year. ESPN Bills reporter Elena Getzenberg with us here on Team Talk. ESPN Radio 101.7. The team Cowboys going to Buffalo Sunday at 2.30 have it for you here on your home of the Cowboys ESPN Radio 1017 the team what's been the situation with Stephon Diggs i mean we can look at numbers and say stefan diggs should be doing a lot more than what the numbers show the last few weeks is there anything that stood out to you just as far as where where that drop off has been coming from is it is it and and really is it a matter of him mean, look we we've seen we saw this at the end of Stephon diggs time in minnesota he has a tendency to to check out I, from from what you've seen being a lot closer to this, what's been the story with Stephon Diggs, especially in the last month?
1: Yeah, that's not it to me. Um, I don't think this has anything to do with Steph um, not wanting to be in Buffalo or anything like that. He's made it abundantly clear that he wants to be in Buffalo like many times this year during training camp or previous years. He wants to be here, and I've actually really noticed this year, which I think we don't – I'm actually working on a story on right now. Um, It'll be out on Saturday, plug. Um,
2: Please. And,
1: yeah, that's Seth, so he's been – Seth's a team captain. He's been a team captain for the past three years. And this year what I think we're seeing a lot more of is, like, Steph, when the defense is about to go out on the field, he's like out there pumping them up, like he's that guy. Um, and he's someone who's—I talked to um, one of the wide receivers, Khalil Shakir, today. I was like, "What kind of leader is Steph?" And he was like, telling me how he's actually someone he looks up to in meeting rooms. Steph taking the time to kind of point stuff out, and I feel like we don't hear about that side of Steph as much as the you know perceptions of him from Minnesota. And you know, things didn't end well there. The time in Buffalo hasn't been perfect. Um, but in terms of his production on the field, you know, teams, and we saw this a lot with Buffalo last year when their offense was having problems. Teams try to take away Stefan Diggs. And when they can do that, that's one of the Buffalo's weaknesses, is that they don't have really enough guys that teams are worried about outside of Steph. Gabe Davis just has not turned into that wide receiver that the Bills have wanted him to be. Um, Dalton Kincaid's rising as a tight end. Khalil Shakir actually has had some good games, but. Teams, and like Steph talked about it actually today, too, where he's like, yeah, teams have been playing us differently. I'm getting double-covered a lot, and we're kind of taking him out of the game some. But I think overall, he and Josh, he's still getting a ton of targets, and he and Josh just have to figure out a better way to get on the same page because they need him to be a big part of this offense. He is Stefan Diggs. Um, but to me, it's more things they need to adjust from an offensive side versus you know anything specific with
0: Steph himself. So Cowboys and Buffalo both coming into this game with probably two of the biggest wins last week just in terms of overall magnitude with the opponents and trajectory for the rest of the season. So Dallas coming in now red hot. What stands out to you? What are going to be some of the things you're looking for in this matchup just with how Buffalo stacks up? And just what are some of the keys to the matchup on Sunday against the Cowboys, Elena?
1: Yeah, um, one thing to watch out for is Josh Allen and his interceptions. I don't think you can. The Cowboys definitely Go have on. the ability to pick off the football, as we've seen. Um, and Josh Allen has the ability to throw interceptions. He's thrown an interception in nine straight games, which is he's done establishing records for the wrong reasons and the right reasons. So, to me, if the Cowboys can force Josh into mistakes on the offensive side for the Bills, that's the big thing I'm watching for. And then on the defensive side the Bills' ability to stop the run is (laughs) not great. (laughs) So I think if the Cowboys can get a running game going, the Bills are in big trouble. So to me, those are the two biggest things because the Bills are really injured defensively, and I think if I'm the Cowboys, I'm trying to take advantage up front, and also if the Bills are without safety, Micah Hyde, taking advantage of that a little bit in the backfield as well. So who can kind of take advantage of maybe those weaknesses a little bit will be the key for me.
0: I didn't want to jump right into the interceptions because it is the the place that's really led to a lot of this season not being what Buffalo hoped it would be at seven and six. But even in understanding that's not this simplistic in the way that NFL teams run their franchises. But is there a certain element of Buffalo is just accepted that this is going to happen? This is part of what you get when you get Josh Allen. Have, have, Maybe not. Again, maybe accepted is too simplistic. But is there that element of we're not going to try to change him because the upside is there, and we just have to live with the interceptions?
1: Yeah, and I think that's actually a really good way of putting it. That is part of it. That's part of the Josh Allen experience, kind of like you're saying, where he (laughs) is going to throw interceptions. Like that's what you get when he throws those wild ones, where it's like, oh my god, oh wow. (laughs) Like it's you know, that's also he's going to throw picks sometimes. However, there have been times this year where that is not why he's throwing interceptions. There have just been, you know, sometimes it's on his receivers, there's no doubt, and sometimes he's just making bad decisions and it's been too much. And It's been, oh, there was no reason to throw that football. Like, that was just a bad choice. Um, So I think those are the throws that they're trying to, cut down and have been trying to cut down. And Josh wants to cut down. He's talked to us about it many times. So it's less the, yes, you're going to have that. He's going to have interception numbers that are high, that are close to probably being top amongst the league, but they still, at times this year, his interceptions that are not just are bad choices, frankly, have caused them, you know, have cost them games a couple times and also just put the defense in tough positions other times. So that's kind of where it's, yes, but no at
0: the same time. And that pretty much sums up the Josh Allen experience, right? Talking (laughs) to ESPN Bills reporter Elena Getzenberg, gracious enough to give us some time here late night on the East Coast there in Buffalo, joining us here on ESPN Radio 1017, the team ahead of Sunday's Cowboys-Bills matchup in Buffalo. Go ahead, Scott.
2: Well, a couple of things, Elena. First off, to uh, kind of tag team on when we were, what we were just talking about with the interceptions, you're playing against the Cowboys, a team that's known to collect interceptions. So if you're the Bills, what's the game plan on that?
1: Hmm. So I, uh, they better have a good one, right? Um, I mean, I do think <laughs> yeah. so, some of it is trying to get these running backs more involved, like I was talking about. I think when their offense, when they're not in those third and long situations, Their offense is so much more productive, and all offenses are, really. But I think that's the key for them is to not have to try and force it in those third and longs where Josh is trying to get it downfield to Stephon Diggs and he's forcing it, or to Gabe Davis and he's not where he's supposed to be, you know, like, or whatever. But I think they need to work the middle of the field, get these guys involved on earlier downs so that they're not in those third and long situations, because that's been a problem for the Bills at times.
2: Need to ask you this. In terms of this past week's game against Kansas City, how did you see it when the play was going on? Was it offsides? Because it sure looks like it was. And there was a lot of brouhaha about that offsides play against the Chiefs that ended up uh, costing them that game.
1: So, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) at the time, I had no idea, like, that anyone was offensive offside. I haven't covered a game, but at least I recall, and now, you know, maybe there was one, but the, I hadn't seen, certainly I had something I hadn't seen very often. So right. it wasn't really something I was looking for. So when that was chaos, I mean, what a cool play by Travis Kelsey. There's no doubt about that. Um, I thought, you, know, oh God, the defense did it again. <laughs> We're covering a Bills defense, giving up another late score. And then when it was the flag, I thought it was on the Bills, which I think a lot of people did. So I was really surprised and did not see it at the time. But as soon as we saw, you know, the pictures back and kind of watched it back, it was clear to me that it was the right call and that it was, you know, he was offside. But, I mean, it, the, that was a big play. The, the Bills almost gave up. So, like, the so kind of, like, that gave them, that helped them get the win, it's still kind of crazy because in the moment it did not
2: seem that way. And- And one more thing for me. i got to ask you this as well. Is it fair to say that the Bills are underachieving this year, or is it just, you know, things aren't going the way they want them to and they can turn things around?
1: I think they're underachieving. I think that's fair to say. You do? Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think they've lost all six of their games to have been one score game. So, like, I think when we're talking about a team – that has comes in with Super Bowl aspirations and think they can win the Super Bowl to be in a spot where, like, at times this year, they haven't been able to close out football games that they have double-digit leads over. This team is too talented, even with the defense. You know, injuries, they've had a ton. Um, There's just not a great, you know, they don't have a good enough excuse as to why those games they haven't been able to close out. This team is too talented for that do I think they're kind of like going to have to move on for some guys this year and get some younger talent in there on defense? Totally. Um, but this offense has been largely healthy. And so to me, that's when I'm, I'm going to say they've been underachieving because this offense should be way better than it's been at times this year and they just have not clicked. And there's not really a great reason for that. The offensive line's playing well. Josh has played well enough, Save Stefan Diggs, you know. Don Kincaid looks like he's going to be very good. So to me, it just hasn't clicked enough at times for a team that should be among the best in the AST, and we're sitting here like, will they make the playoffs? More likely, but it's like still not a guarantee, and that should not be the case with this team.
0: Elena, thanks so much for the time. Look, really looking forward to this game on Sunday. Appreciate you making some time out here in New Mexico.
1: Yeah, me too. It's going to be a good one. Thank you.
0: Of course, Elena Getzenberg, ESPN, Buffalo Bills reporter, joining us here on Team Talk. I mean, it's a fair question for you to ask Scott, and pretty much summed it up right there. I mean, nobody expected the Bills to be 7-6. and six. I think we knew that there was maybe an outside chance just because they're so prone to self-inflicted mistakes, but underachieving... I thought
2: they were going to be a lot better.
0: Well, I... It, it, it's so tough to prognosticate because we know how good they can be but when a team beats itself like we've you know we, we we've seen plenty of times where the Cowboys have certainly done that when you beat yourself exactly. it puts a hard ceiling on what you're going to be able to do as a team but we'll see how much momentum that gets them after that win over Kansas City last week